Aleph, the top line. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says that um, we're continuing listing um, the areas of Bavel which were genealogically very pure. So Amr Le'abayi Le'Rav Yosef. This first Amid we're just going to run through. It's just different cities. Amr Le'abayi Le'Rav Yosef. Abayi said to Rav Yosef, L'hai gisa de parasad hecha. How far does Bavel go to the east of the, uh, to the west of the Euphrates? How far does it go? So Amrle Maidaida, he said, Why are you asking this? Meaning apparently what city are you asking about that was west of the Euphrates? Mishum Birum, the city of Birum. So he says, Miyachse de Pumpadisa, Mibirum Nasvi. He says, Everyone in Pumpadisa that has very good yichas, they all they all marry people from Birum. So so it's Pasha that Birum is okay. Okay. Again, Vaita. The Gemara continues. Amraf Papa. Now we, we had a whole discussion over the last half an Amid, and we're going to continue into this Amid, as to how far does Bavel go. Now this is Negeya Yichus, yeah, it's Negeya the genealogical purity. The truth is, if you remember in the beginning of Gittin, there was a concept at the beginning of Gittin that if you bring a get from outside of Israel, if a Shliach brings a get from outside of Israel, he has to say, Now there were two reasons given for it. One of the reasons is because outside of Israel they were not Baki Lishma. They didn't know the laws of it being written Lishma. So you had to say, I was there and it was written Lishma. What was, according to that reason, the Gemara says, if you bring it within Israel, you don't have to say, The Gemara says it brings down one opinion that said, Who had din in Bavel? That if you bring a get within Bavel or from Bavel, you don't have to say because they were very learned in Bavel. So the Shaila is, so according to one opinion, that's true for Bavel. So the question is, what is the, uh, the borders for Bavel regarding Yichos? We've been talking about this. The question is, what about the borders regarding so the Gemara says, Amrav Papa, is the Yochsin. The same opinions that we've had over the last Amid of defining Bavel for Yichus would be the same opinions of how they define Bavel regarding Befaninechta, Befaninechta. It's the same. If it's Bavel for Yichus, it's Bavel for Befaninechta, Befaninechta, and if not, not. Rav Yosef disagrees. He says, no. Machloikes liyuchsen. The whole machloikes is regarding the yichus. Avala gitin, but when regarding gitin, divrei kol at arba tinyana degisher. Everyone agrees that bavel goes until the second willow swamp past the bridge. Listen, they, they, this is this is describing their area. They knew these things. The point, Rav Yosef's point is that regarding yichus and regarding b'fanenachem the two independent sugyas. Regarding yichus, it's where are they makbid on avoiding mamzeris and all that stuff. Regarding b'fanenachem it's not avoiding mamzeris. It's where do they know the laws? of writing a get lushma. So there could be different areas. There were areas of Bavel that were makbid on Mamzeris, but they weren't very learned, and vice versa. Okay. Vaiter. I'm going to run through this Gemara. Amar Rami Bar Abba. Chavil Yama Techilta de Bavel. Chavil Yama, which is a city, is the glory of Bavel. It's a very, very chash of a town. Shunya Vaguvya Techilta de Chavil Yama and Shunya Guvya are the glory of Chavil Yama. Again, these are Chashavit towns. Okay. Ravina Amr Av Tzitzura. Tzitzura is also the glory of Chavul Yama. Okay, fine. Uh, whatever, whatever, these things, uh, whatever these things mean. I know what it means. I'm saying whatever these pe- places are. Um, okay, Vaiter. The Gemara continues like this. The Gemara continues. Okay. The Gemara continues. 
Tanya Mihachi, the Brisa similarly states, Chanan ben Pinchas Aimer, Chavel Yama Tchilte de Bavel. Chavel Yama was the glory of Bavel, it was the most chosh of a town regarding Yichus. Shunya Vigubi, Vitzitsura, Tchilte Chavel Yama. And within Chavel Yama, the Shunya and Guvi, Vitzitsura were the most chosh of the most chosh of a towns. Amra Papa. Rapapa says, so right now we're, we're listing all these cities that are very chashu. But Rapapa says, Nowadays, these cities that we just listed of Shunya, Guvya, and Tzitzura, they're not chashu anymore because Kutim started marrying in. The Kutim were not, uh, they were Jewish, according to some opinions, they weren't Jewish, but they definitely were not uh, good yichus. So he's saying these three towns are no longer good because the Kutim, the Kuti, started marrying in. But then the Gemara says, it's actually not true. The Kutim never married in. This was a rumor that was started by the Kutin. Why? What happened was, a Kuti, uh, a Kuti wanted to marry a woman from one of these towns, and they said no, because they said, we only marry Chashava people. He was upset. He started a rumor saying, eh, it's all Kutin there, knowing he's a Kuti. But it was a, it was a, it was a false rumor started by him, and therefore these towns are still Chashiv. Okay. <clears throat> Now, one of the towns that we said that's very chashev is called Chavil Yama. My Chavil Yama, Amrapaba Zuparis de Bursi. That's the Euphrates near Bursa. Okay, fine. Vaita. Hahuk de Amr Lahu. There was a certain man who said to the Rabbanim, Anam in Shait Mishut. I am from the city of Shait Mishut. Amr of Yitzchak, Nafcha Raglav Amr. Rav Yitzchak got up and he said, Shait Mishut be Nanaris Aymadis. Shait Mishut is between the rivers. What does that mean? Like Shait Mishut, that's between the rivers. So the Gemara said, so what does it mean by Ben Arnorisim? What did he mean by this? I'm from Queens. Uh, Queens is between the rivers. Like, what, what, uh, what does that mean? So Mahi, what does it mean? So Amr Abayo, Amr Abacham, Abar Ukva, Amr Abyosi, Barchanina, Ben Arnoris, Harehi, So what he meant is that between the rivers means between the Tigris and the Euphrates, meaning it's Bavel, it's good Yichus. So Shoyd Mishut is good Yichus. Okay. And where is this area, the Shoid Mishut? From Ihi de Kirin, upstream of the Euphrates. Fine. You're telling me that Ihi Dikra, Ihi Dikra, if you look in the map yesterday, Ihi Dikra is the, one of those northern points of Babel, and that's still Chashiv. Wait a minute, I thought Rav Yochanan said, An Mavra de Gizma. Only as far as the Gizma crossing and everything above the Gizma crossing is no longer good. So this is above the Gizma crossing. How is it good? Again, if you look at the map, the Gizma crossing is over here. Really, everything above that is no longer good. But there's a strip. There's a little strip of land. And on that strip of land, you have Shaid Mishut. Okay. They rather don't have that part on the map, but the Gemara describes it. There was a little strip of land, so generally above uh, the Gizma crossing was not good, but above the Shaid Mishut, above the Gizma crossing, was a strip of land. Thin strip of land was still chashuv. Okay, fine. Rabbi, or two enough. Fine. Amr of Ika Bar Ovin, Amr of Chanan, Amr of Chalvzoin Nehavid. These are Nahawand. All right, sounds Arabic. Chalvzoin. And Nahawand, these are two cities. And those are Chashiva cities. You can marry in these. By the way, this entire Gemara is Shaloi Kahalacha. I just want to point this out. We're going to see on Ahmed Bey's. We paskin like none of this. We paskin that there's a Cheskas Kashus on all Jews. That if a person says they're Jewish, you don't have to start assuming that they're Mamzeris. This whole Gemara is under the impression that there's tiers of you know, places and Bavel's the highest tier. We don't paskin like any of this. We paskin that all the cities are the same. And that is... Assume it's fine, because if you start looking into it, it's not going to be great. So you just assume it's fine. Okay, so he says that the cities of Chalzain and Nahawand are Chashiv. So this is said by Rav Ika. 
Rav Ika said, Chalzen Nahawan Dechashev. Abayah says, Loita Tzitzli, don't listen to him. Yivamu Denafle Hasam. You know why he says it's Chashev? Because uh, he's doing Yibam with a woman from there. So of course he's saying it's Chashev. Meaning he, he's Negea Bedaver. His brother, his sister-in-law lives in one of these cities. The brother had married, the brother died. Rav Ika is doing Yibam. So of course he's going to say it's Chashev because he's got to do Yibam. But uh, it's not actually Chashev. Don't, don't listen to him. He's got Negeas. Which is uh, very interesting because, I mean... Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. So the Gemara says, So Rav Ika responds exactly what you said. He says, I'm not saying my own opinion. Yeah, if he said his own opinion and then was doing it, you'd say, well, of course he's going to say his own opinion. But he's saying, I'm quoting Rav Hananel. So Abayah says, So Abayah went and asked Rav Hananel what he said. Yeah. Okay, Abayah said, fine. I, I take it back. Okay, <laughs> Shine. You are correct. So Chalzen and Nahuand are good. Now, now maybe the reason why he was so um, questioning of this is because it's a machlekes of whether Chalzen and Nahuand are Chashev cities. This assumption that Chalzen and Nahuand are Yichus Dika cities is not like Rav Abba. What does it mean in the Pasuk? The Pasuk describes the Sancheriv. The Sancheriv, we know that he would take people from one city and move it to the other. He was, that was his home house. So he took the ten tribes, the ten Shvatim, and he took them out and he moved them places. Now, one of the cities that we're going to see that he sent them to was Chalzain, and Nah Nahawand. And the Gemara is going to say we have a tradition that the ten Shvatim, when they left, they started marrying Goyim and uh, no more Yichus. So this assumption that Nahawand is Choshev is not like this teaching, because this teaching says that Nahawand was one of the cities that the Sarashvatim went to, and where the Sarashvatim went, bad Yichus went. So according to this version, Nahawand is no longer a Choshev city. That's the Machlagas. The Gemara says, what does it mean that that the ten tribes went Chalas, Chabur, Nahar, Gozen, Arimodai? So they went to these cities. What are these cities? Chalas Zichalazon, Chabur Zehadyav, Nahargozen Zaginzik, Arimade Zichamdan, Vamrila Zunu Hawand, Nahawand. So Nahawand is one of the cities that the Ten Shavata went to. And my Chaibriseha, what is the city of Chaibriseha? Amrishmul, Krach Maishki, Chaiki, Veromki, these cities, whatever they are. Amraviyah Mukun Lipsal. Any place that the Ten Shavata went to, welcome. Any, any, any city that the Ten Shavata went to became possible. So this assumption that Nahawand is a chash of a city is not like Rav Abba. Okay, it's a machlekes. few more lines, and then we'll go back to a little bit more regular Gemara. The Gemara continues, Kasalka Daita. Now we said that one of the cities, one of the cities that's no good was Moshchi. So um, we, as, <laughs> I was like, we were under the impression that Moshchi and Moshkani were the same place. The problem is Moshkani is good and Moshchi is bad. So they can't be the same place. So Moshchi and Moshkani are not the same place. Moshchi being bad, Moshkani being good. Okay. Kasalka Daita, we assume that Moshchi Hainu Moshkani, that Moshchi and Moshkani were the same place. The problem is, Moshkani bad, Moshkani good. They can't be the same city. So the Gemara says, okay, they must be different cities. Okay, fine. Now, the Gemara continues like this. <coughs> The Pasuk describes in Daniel that Daniel had a vision of four beasts, four animals. 
Now these beasts represented different kingdoms that would subjugate Klal Yisrael. He is describing, I believe, the second beast. The second beast looked like a bear, which as we're going to see, was a description of the, of the Persians. The Persians were uh, bear-like people. And the Pasuk describes, Tlas ilin bipuma ben that he had three ribs in its teeth. It was chewing on three ribs, this bear-like creature. So what is this referring to? So the Gemara says, Amr zu this is referring to the cities of Chalzain, Hadiyav, and Etzivan. Shepam Bailasam, Kupam Paltasan. Sometimes the cities were completely controlled by the Persians, and sometimes not. Now, when it's in their teeth, that means that sometimes you could spit it out, or sometimes you could swallow it. So these three cities were under siege by the Persians. I guess the reason why it's quoted, because um, it's, it's a reference to those places. Those places were, were under uh, anti Semitic attacks from the Persians. These are not the Jewish Persians. These are not the Jewish Persians. We know these are the Gaish Persians. Now this animal is described like a bear. This second animal that Daniel sees is looks like a bear. So who is this? These are the Persians. This is a very famous Gemara in the beginning of the Zara. These are the Persians. The Persians are called a bear. Why? They eat and drink like bears. They're fat like bears. They're hairy like bears. And they have never, they don't rest. They're constantly moving, walking around like bears. Again, these are not a reference to Jewish Persians. That's always, every time you do this, oh, pop, 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 pop. they're not Jewish Persians. These are Gaisha Persians. Jewish Persians are our bears. The Gemara says, Rav Ami, Ki when Rav Ami would see a Persian uh, person riding, I'm like a horse. Amr It's like he said. It's like a moving bear. Mamish look like bears. Okay. Amr le Rebbe le Levi. Rebbe asked Levi the following. Apparently, Levi was very good at mishalim. Rashi says he was very good at mishalim at analogies. So if you'd go over to him and you'd say like, "What were the Persians like?" He would give you an example of something that you could. You know, he was very good at at at, at making analogies. So the Gemara says, "Amr le Rebbe le Levi." Rebbe said to Levi. Haroi Parsim, what were the Persians like? So, David. He said they, they resemble the king, the, 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 the soldiers of Beis David. In the same way the soldiers of David's kingdom were very strong, so too the Persians were a very strong, aggressive looking people. Okay? Hareini Chavarin, show me the Chavarin. So Rashi says the Chavarin were a nation near the Persians that were more destructive and more aggressive. So he said, what were the Chavarin like? So he says, They were like angels, they were destructive angels. I'm not sure how that helps out. I guess you could imagine destructive angels in your mind. Just destroying. Okay. Show me the Ishmaelim. So They're the demons of the bathroom. It's a very accurate description. Demons of the bathroom. Okay. Hareini. Yeah. Show me the Tamidich Chachamim of Bavel. What, what are they like? Is there an Eretz Yisrael? What are the Rabbanim of Bavel like? They're mamish like angels. Okay. So now the next Gemara is very interesting. On Rebbe's deathbed, as he's dying, he starts talking. Now some of the things he's just like letting all the secrets out because he's dying anyway. Might as well. And some of it was a Nevoah. Some of it was things that a human cannot know, and some of the things were the things that he knew that he just wanted to 
officially like spill all the spill all the secrets. So the Gemara says, noyach nafshi Rebbe. As Rebbe was dying, he said the following thing. So Rashi says, Rashi actually, you know what? I take it back. Rashi. Rashi says over here, Actually, from Rashi, it sounds like all the things were Navua. Even the things that seemed to be things that we could that he could have known, it was all Navua. So these are all prophetic visions that Rebbe had on his deathbed. This is what he said. Omar, he said, Humnia There's a town in Bavel called Humnia. I thought he knew about Humnia. Apparently he didn't know about Humnia. But he says, there's a town in Bavel, Humnia. Kula Amenoihi. They're all Amenim. We know that uh, you're not supposed to marry the Ammonim, right? It's also to marry an Ammoni convert. Mm-hmm. He says that entire city are Ammonim. So puzzle, uh, genealogically impure. Okay, let's keep going. Misargia Ikebabava, there's a town above called Mescaria. Kula Mamzerihi, they're all Mamzer. Okay. Birka Ikebabava, there's a town above called Birka. And you should know in that town, Shnei Achim Yesh, there are two brothers, Shemechaflifen Nishoseim Zemiza, that they are swapping wives with each other. Two brothers are swapping wives with each other, so it's making mamzerim. So the, in the city of Birka, there's one family that's pumping out mamzerim. Okay? Birta de Satya There's a town above called Birta de Satya. Hayoim Saru Today, they all went off the dark. That's what Rabbi said. What happened? So what happened was that day, I guess, was Shabbos. Pira So that day was Shabbos. And the pool of, they had like pools uh, with fish. All of a sudden, there were a tremendous amount of fish. They were Shabbos. But they all were Mechal Shabbos and went, and went fishing. So he said, right now in this town, inside, they're all Mechal Shabbos right now. And he said, what happened? They saw all the fish. They were like, we got a Chaparain. And they were Mechal Shabbos by, by catching fish on Shabbos, which is a Chil Shabbos deraisa. And Ravach put them in Cherim. And then they all did idolatry. So that was what Rebbe's vision about this town was. Keep going. Akra da Akma Ikbabava. There's a town in Bubba called Akra. Well, you got to know these things. Well, I mean, the genealogical purity, I mean, you should know to avoid. Right? We've been saying that Bubba's so pure, not these towns. So the Gemara says, Akra da Akma Ikbabava. There's a town in Bubba called Akra da Akma. And Rebbe says, Ada Barava Yeshba. There's a, a, a young boy named Ada Barava. Go to the next page. Today he is sitting in the in the womb of Avram, in the in the chest of Avram. What does it mean? So Rashi brings down two pshat. We'll go to the second shot. It means he's having his bris today. This Ravada Barava is having his bris today. Okay. By the way, according to Rashi, that means that this Ravada Barava was the same Ravada Barava, the Gemara, and he lived a very long time. He was a very, 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 because uh, Ravada Barava was one of the Amiroyim, and uh, this is a Tana talking. So he's saying that he lived a very long time. But he's saying, right now there's a young little baby who's going to lead Klal Yisrael. His name is Ravada Barava. He's having a bris today. Okay? And the last one is, Hayoyim Noyle Rav Yehuda Bebavl. Rabbi said today, Rav Yehuda in Bavl was born. The Rav Yehuda, the leader of Klal Yisrael, the, 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 is born today. Now the Gemara says, why is he telling you this? Because you have a tradition, basically the concept is whenever Hashem takes away a tzaddik, the leader of Klal Yisrael, he already replaced him before he passed away. There's always someone 
there's always that light. Therefore, if Hashem takes away someone, there's got to be someone else. So, Mishames Rebbe Akiva, when Rebbe Akiva died, Neilad Rebbe, Rebbe was born that day. Mishames Rebbe, Neilad Rebbe Yehuda, when Rebbe died, Rebbe Yehuda was born. Mishames Rebbe Yehuda, Neilad Rava, when Rebbe Yehuda died, Rava was born. Mishames Rava, Neilad Ravashi, when Rava was born, Ravashi was born. Hashem does not take a tzaddik away unless he replaces him with uh, the next tzaddik. Sunrise, sunsets. All at the same time. Another example. As Eli was waning and his life was ending, Eli the Kain Gadol, Shmuel was already coming up. The Apostle says, the lamp of Hashem was not yet extinguished, meaning of Eli, and Shmuel was already rising up. There's always someone. The Gemara continues, now this Pasuk ends off with Tziv Hashem Yaakov Siviv of Tzarev. Hashem decreed to Yaakov that you'll be surrounded by uh, Tzarev. We know that Eretz Yisrael is surrounded by bad people. It has been for thousands of years. The Gemara continues, Even in Bavel, there was Humnia, which was the Chosh of a town, and it was surrounded by Goyim, uh, you know, dangerous. There's always, Chosh of people are always surrounded by uh, bad people. It's always that balance. Okay, now... Bad neighbors will come around the good neighbors. The Gemara continues. Now, the, the rest, almost the rest of the daf, almost the rest of the daf, the Gemara is based on the following Pasuk. The Pasuk says like this, Yechezkel HaNavi, it says, Vayihi behanavi upaltia ben benehu meis, that Yechezkel is saying there was a person named Paltiel ben benehu. He died. Vaopal alponai, and Yechezkel said, I fell on my face. Vaezakogol, and I screamed out. So this Paltia ben Benei who died, Yechezkel is crying. So you'll, when you hear this, you're like, well, Paltia ben Benei who must have been a big tzaddik, and his death caused Yechezkel pain. Or, Paltia ben Benei was a Russia, and the fact that he died peacefully bothered Yechezkel. So there's two opinions as to who this Paltia ben Benei was. He was either a very good person, that his death caused Yechezkel tsar, or he was really a bad person, and his peaceful death Caused Yechezkel Tzar. The Gemara continues. Rabu Shmuel, Chad Amr Latoiva, Vechad Amr Lara. One opinion says that Palteyu Bemenei was a tzaddik and he was crying over his death, and one opinion says that he was a rasha and he was crying over his peaceful death. Now, we're going to bring sources for both. Let me. Uh, we'll do the Gemara, and then I'll, I'll explain one point. Manda Amr Latoiva. Let's assume that Palteyu Bemenei was a tzaddik. What did he do that was righteous? So Kiha. The governor of the city of Meishan was Nebuchadnezzar's son-in-law. Bad dude. So this, Nebuchadnezzar's son-in-law was, was the king of Meishan. Okay. Shalachle, his son-in-law says to Nebuchadnezzar, You sent us a lot of captives. Unfortunately, this, uh, you know, Matzav and these Gemaras become a little more real. He's saying that you sent us all these captives. You never sent us the good ones. Meaning, to Nebuchadnezzar, because Nebuchadnezzar conquered a lot of lands. He said, how come you never sent us any Jews? Sent us some Jewish captives. So, so Muchanetz was going to send Jewish captives to Meshan, which is obviously a terrible thing. So who's there to stop this? Palteu ben Beneu. Amrle Palteu ben Beneu. Palteu ben Beneu speaks up and he says, "Anand chashiva nikemikamikach." He he used Muchanetz's uh, gaiva. He says the Jews are very chashiv. Yeah, yeah, very chashiv. So shouldn't we serve you? You're going to send us to your son-in-law. Let us serve you. 
and we'll send our non-Jewish slaves, our Evid Kananim. They're in Eretz Yisrael already. This is the Mechanes that was in Eretz Yisrael. Or even in Babel, but it, they're, they're where they are. They don't want to be... The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. They don't want to be sent into captivity. They, they, they're... So you say, I'm saying that... No, yeah, no, just stop. They're, they're not captives. Why would they want to be captives? So he said... Being a captive is worse. They're not. They're in Babel. They're, they're where they are. They're, they're, the Nebuchadnezzar might have destroyed the base of English, but they're currently, they get to go home. They're not being sent as captives. Right? There's levels to Gaulus. So they didn't want to go to Mashan. So Pateo ben ben said, save all the, let the Jews stay by you. We'll send our Avodim Kenanim there. Oh, so this tradition, that's what happened. So by the way, that's, that's, so because of this, he was a tzaddik. He protected Jews from going through suffering. And then when he died, Yechezkel said the following, Someone who did such a big tzedakah, such a big chash of someone who did such good things for Klal Yisrael, is going to die at half his life. And that was the, 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 the crying of Yechezkel. This is assuming Peteu ben Benehu was a good person. But now we have a tradition that he was a bad person. The Gemara says, now this is a tradition, it's not a pasuk. But the one who says that Pateo Bemenei was really a Russia. And Yechezkel's crying is basically, he's sad that a Russia died peacefully. So what's the story if he's a Russia? We just got a story that he's a Tzaddik. What's the story that he's a Russia? The pasuk says, a pasuk. Yechezkel said that a, a wind lifted him up and he was brought to the east gate of the Beis HaMikdash, Hapoina Kadima, which faces eastward. He sees 25 people at the entrance to the Beis HaMikdash. And amongst those 25 people is Pateo Ben Beneu. So he's in a group of people that Yechezkel is seeing at the entrance of the Beis HaMikdash. What were they doing there? Sarayaam, princes of the people, Uksiv. He says that I see them walk inside the Beis HaMikdash. Between the entrance of the Heichel between the Heichel and the Ulam. Again, these 25 people. Now again, we assume these are the same people. That's the, that's the point. The passage just says, he saw 25 people in a vision and one of them is Palteib In a different vision with 25 people, he doesn't say Palteib If you assume that he's a bad person, it's the same 25 people. If he's a good person, then it's not the same 25 people. But he sees the second group of, the second vision, he sees 25 people in the Beis HaMikdash, facing, it says, they're by between the Heichel and the Ulam. Their backs are to God, and they're facing the other way, meaning they're facing the other way, and their backs are to the Kedosh HaKadosh. So Pashas, they turned around to turn away from Hashem. But it's worse than that. The Gemara says, If you tell someone that you're, face, you're facing the other way, then that means your back is to God. Right? If you tell someone that you're facing that way, I know your back is to God. Why does the person say they face that way, their back is to God? The answer is, they were going to the bathroom. They, 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 they did a maisa, they faced away from Hashem, and, and the Gemara says, They defecated towards the one above. So meaning, so the kids are, okay, so, if that's the case, then he's a Russia. Why is Yechezkel crying when he died? So he said, Amen, Novi, Misha Sahara has always been such an evil person. He's going to die on his bed. He should be murdered. He should be murdered in his life. Which, by the way, not for now. 
was talking to your father about this yesterday, actually. I stopped by your house. I had to get uh, tools from Ari. Um, not for now, but the concept, it's, it's okay if you see bad people being punished. I'm not talking about innocent. Bad people. It's a good thing. And, there's, and it's not a bad Jewish thing. That there's a nekama, nekama is Klaiso. There's a certain nekama that Klaiso will have when Rishoyim get their comeuppance. That's a, that's a positive. Look at the end of Al Nairis Bava. Look at Dover Melch talking. This is not something that's like a Jewish thing. Oh, we can't say. No. The, the Medrash says that when Mashiach comes, Klaiso will not be comforted. And the Medrash says that Kaddish Baruch will take every bad person, every Amaleki, every Nazi, every Hamas member, all these people, and it says it'll be Sheikh Bifneihem. And then Klaiso will finally say, oh. So Yechezkel is bothered that this Russia died peacefully. He said he should have died Bitsar. But we want the Rosham to be, have a good life here, and then they'll be punished. Yeah, they, 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 that's, that's, that's God's cheshman. I want them all to be punished. If they punish Klai Yisrael, they should all be slaughtered in front of us. No, Rishayim, those are Jews. Rishayim of Goyim, let them be slaughtered in front of us. The point is, right. uh, yeah, I'm saying the point is, it's not like an anti-Jewish. They, they should, there's a certain Yechezkel's bother that this person died peacefully. That's his crying about. He's saying that he should have died Bitsar. He should have died. You know, not, that, 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 that's that's the righteous thing is that Rishayim should be punished in every form. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Now, what's interesting is, I just want to make this point clear from the daf. These two things cannot be true. Meaning, he was either a good person or a bad person. They, they both can't be true. So if you believe that he was a good person, then you believe that he was not part of the 25 that defecated. If you believe he's a bad person, then you believe that entire story with the Avodim, with the Meshan, never happened. You, you can't make them both work. Either one is MS or one is not MS. Now, we said before... Rav and Shmuel are the ones who are arguing whether he was good or bad. We don't know who said what. So now we're going to prove that Shmuel is the one who said that he's bad. Why? Let me just say it outside. We'll see it inside. The proof that he was good was that the city of Meshon wanted to take Jewish captives, and he said, no, I'm going to send our Avodim to you. If that happened, right, if you believe that that happened, that means he's a good person, that means that Meshon is full of Avodim. The problem is Shmuel once said that Meshan is genealogically pure. Now, if Shmuel is of the opinion that he was a good person, that means that that story happened. If that story happened, then Meshan is not genealogically pure. It's full of our Avadim, because we pumped our Avadim there instead of sending us. So the fact that Shmuel could say that Meshan has no Avadim in it means he doesn't believe that that story ever happened, which means Shmuel is of the opinion he's a bad person. Because if he's a good person, that means that story took place. If that story took place, then Meshan is not good for Yichus. It's full of Avadim. Evikananim, which are Goyim. So the Gemara says, Tastiim, let's prove the Shmuel Damalara, that Shmuel is of the opinion that Paltiu was bad, and the story of him being good never took place. Why? Shmuel once said, Mushkani, Mushkani is a good city for Yichus. Meishon, and what about the city of Meishon, which again, according to the good story, was pumped with Avadim Kananim. Meishan loy chashula. There's no problem about Meishan. Loy mishum mamzeris, loy mishum avdus. There's no avodim there. There's no mamzerim there. The only problem with Meishan, says Shmuel, is kaihanim shahayu b'lehekpidu al agrushes. The women over there, the kehanim over there, were marrying divorcees. So there are chalalim there, but there's no goyim. There's no mamzerim. There's no avodim. Oh. So Shmuel is saying is that Meishan is genealogically pure. Now, if Shmuel believes that the good story happened, then we sent our Avodim there. So how is it genealogically pure? It must be that Shmuel's of the opinion that he's bad, and the good story never took place. Okay.
The Gemara says no. Perhaps like this. Perhaps really the good story took place. And we pumped our Evet Kananim there. Wait a minute. If we pumped our Evet Kananim, then how is Meshon genealogically pure? The answer is like this. What's an Evet Kanani? Again, you buy a slave, he's a guy. Brismila, dip him in the mikvah. Now he's still not Jewish yet. He's a quasi-Jew, quasi-Goy. He has to keep the mitzvahs of, uh, that women keep, but he's exempt from mitzvah shishalayz mangrama. Fine. You free him, he's a full Jew. What was the problem? They sent our avadim to Meshon. According, if the story happened, we sent our avadim to Meshon. So how could it be genealogically pure? The answer is, Shmuel could believe it's genealogically pure, but he feels that when you are mafkir and Evid, or in this case, send avadim to a different country, that's considered a sign of Hefker, and they're all Jews. So, so it's, by the way, it's, it turns out that it's like, it's not as nice of an act. I mean, it's sending away pure Jews. The pure Jews didn't have to go into subjugation. Turns out, they ended up being Jews that were in subjugation, but they were freed slaves. But according to this, Ken Zayin, it really happened. I, if it happened, then how come it's a good for Yichus? I thought they're Avodim. The answer is the second they got sent there, they were freed. They became Jewish. They became Jewish. There's no problem with Yichus. Oh, the Gemara says, Shmuel believes that that story happened. And we filled Meshon with Avodim. So how is it genealogically pure? Shmuel is say that when you send an Evid away from your house, from the master's house, he goes free. You know, in a way, they're even 100% kosher. 100%. No, yeah. because, because there's no problem with Mamzer. Correct. Before, they know they're Jewish. They're yeah. starting afresh. Co- correct. The Amar HaMafker Avdoi, because Shmuel once said, if you're Mafker and Evid, Yotzel Cheris, he automatically goes free. You don't even need a bill of emancipation. He's Mamish a Jew. How do I know? The Shinemar. Call Evid Ish Miknas Kesef, because the Pasuk describes an Evid as a Mikna, as Evid Ish. That he's a slave to a man. What does that mean? That I mean, if a slave is bought by a woman, it's not a slave. Why is it evidish? Evidish for evidisha. You know what it means in Evid? If there's an ish on top of you, meaning if, if you have someone subjugating you, if you are sent away by your master to live on your own, even if you were technically, he never said Hefker, that's Hefker. So when they sent the Avazim to Meshon, that was a sign of Hefker, and therefore they were no longer slaves. Okay, let's just go vital. Let's finish up the daf. The Gemara continues like this. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. This concept that we've had till now, which is that there are tier systems. There's Chutzla Aretz, there's Eretz Yisrael, and then there's Bavol. And Bavol is good Yichus, and Eretz Yisrael does not have good Yichus, and you have to investigate. We don't pass like any of this. Says the Gemara, Zu Divrei Rav Meir. All of this has been the opinion of Rav Meir. This is Kol All lands are kosher. Meaning, a Jew is a Jew. We don't look for problems. All lands are the same. There's no um, tier system. You could marry a Jew from Italy, from France, from Spain, from Iraq, from Persia. They're all kosher. If you're aware of a problem, you're aware of a problem. But if not, not. This is the had to, to marry Jews in America. I told you that the problem, I was going to, I don't know if I mentioned this off the thing yesterday or not. The problem in America was not Mamzeris. The problem was Goyim. When the conservative movement had a lot of conversions, which are not good conversions, so they're Goyim, so you have Jews who think they're Jews, but they're really Goyim, that created a tremendous problem. But we pass on this Gemara. Cheskas Kashas. That's it. We don't, we don't look for problems. Listen, if you're told of a problem, someone mentions there's a conversion, then you got to investigate. you got to make sure it's 100% kosher. Someone mentions there's a divorce and you're a Goyim, you got to make sure that they didn't get involved, all these things. But 
without that, kol arotzeis becheskes kashasim oimdes. All lands are kosher. The Gemara continues. That's the opinion of Chachamim, and that's obviously how we paskin because the Chachamim are roiv. Amem asharle the Rav Huna bar Nosen. Rav Amemar allowed Rav Shum bar Nosen lemin savidus bechuzaisu to marry a woman from Mechuza, which was not a genealogically pure town, but some. Because we pass on the chum, all 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 women are fine, all all people are kosher. The Gemara Zamli Ravashi, my why are you why are you saying this? Because we just got finished quoting the Chum say the Kala Raskal Khaskashim. Is that the reason? Is it because you're relying on this opinion of Ravyudam Shmuel that the Chum believe all the lands are kosher? I wait a minute. I never Rav Kahana never quoted that teaching of Shmuel. Meaning, no one ever said this. This is just an opinion of Shmuel that we never heard this from in our yeshivas. So the answer is, but still he was lenient. Why? He heard it from Rav Zvid himself. So he said, I don't care that you were never taught this. I heard this. I'm telling you it's mutter. So it's mutter, it's mutter. Uh, let's just finish up. The Gemara continues. Mamzeri unasini All the mamzerim and asinim will be pure when Mashiach comes. Again, it's a shaila in the Rishonim what this means, but pashtus it means that when Mashiach will come, all the mamzerim will just be officially cleaned. They don't have to separate. It's all fine. Zu div Yosi. That's Rav Yosi's opinion. Rav Meir disagrees. He says no. Ain't No. Who says that they'll be pure? They'll be separated. So it's a machloikas whether the mamzerim will become pure when Mashiach comes. Am Rav Yosi. Rav Yosi who said that they will be pure, he says, I'll prove it to you. The Pasuk says, when Mashiach comes, you'll be purified. Does it not mean purified from Mamzerah? Meaning the Mamzerah will become pure. So you see that they'll become pure. The Amr of Meir of Meir says, no. Rav Meir says, the Pasuk just means you'll be purified from Tumah. It doesn't mean you'll be purified from Mamzerah. Yeah, Tumah will be removed, but not Mamzerah. So there's two Taharas, one from Tuma and one from Mamzeris. Now, the Gemara has one proof, we'll end with this. Bishlam Rav Meir, Rav Meir, who says the Mamzerim will not be purified. The Pasuk says when Mashiach comes, Vayoshev Mamzer Ba'ashdod, that the city of Ashdod will be filled with Mamzerim when Mashiach comes. So that, that implies that there'll be Mamzerim, they'll be separated, they'll go to Ashdod. Ashdod is. Right? It's a little bit more outside of the central area of Eretz Yisrael. So all the Mamzerim go to Ashdod. So that's a proof to Rav Meir. Rav Yosef, what is Rav, how, does Rav, how does Rav Yosef interpret this? The answer is, Kim Targum Rav Yosef, as Rav Yosef translated, Yosfun be Yisrael roichzen bareyun dahave domi be nuchroi. You know what it means? We should see it with our own eyes. The Yosef Mamzer Ba'ashon means that when Mashiach comes, the Yosef will be sitting in, in Ashdod, a place where we used to feel like a Mamzer. I mean, the same way, Amamzer has difficulty and it's not an easy life. Ashdod was a city that had a lot of difficulties, but when Mashiach comes with Yashav, there'll be peace. There'll be peace even in areas that Kla Yisrael used to have Mamzeris, meaning used to have difficulty, you'll have peace. That's over here. Ashdod, let's see, you see with your eyes, Ashdod is a very tough town to live in right now, but when Mashiach comes, all these Toma will be wiped out and we'll actually be able to live there peacefully. The Gemara ends off with this. Am Rav Yosi, Yehudam Shmuel, Halach Rav Yosi, the Halachah Rav Yosi, that Elio will metahar all the mamzerim and not separate them. Amrav Yosef, he loved Amrav Yudam Shmuel, Halachah Yosef, if we didn't pass in this way, have a Osi Elio, Mapik, Mainit, Sevarit, Sevarit, Kulun. Rav Elio and Avi would have to come and separate hordes and hordes of people, meaning 
if if we had to separate mamzeris, there'd be a lot of mamzerim separate. So Baruch Hashem, we pass in like Rav Yossi that all the mamzerim will be tahar. We'll stop here. I have a good one.